Il y a des histoires vraies qui sont si fantastiques qu'on pourrait penser qu'elles ont été fabriquées de toutes pièces. Celle que je vais vous lire en est une. Mon frère Maurice est devenu un héros pour tous les Canadiens. Son succès, c'est que le monde naïssait. Mais si vous êtes là pendant 20 ans, vous devenez leur vilain à eux. Au lieu de l'haïr, ils l'aiment. J'ai fait une prédiction à l'âge de 12 ans. Moi aussi, c'est ça que j'étais pour faire. De voyager à travers le monde comme mon vrai Maurice. Joining us today on our continuing coverage of Northwest Fest is Thomas Winfret, the director, cinematographer, and editor of Mad Dog and the Butcher, The Last Villains. It's playing as part of Northwest Fest from Thursday, May 6th until Sunday, May 16th. And you can stream it as you can with all the films as part of Northwest Fest at northwestfest.ca. Thomas, for anyone who's unfamiliar with the legend of the Vachon wrestling family, let's give the audience a little bit of context as to how the last surviving member, Paul the Butcher Vachon, uh, is an important part of the center of this film, but also just one layer of it. Yeah, well, Paul is the reason why I was able to make this film because um, he is the his character, the way he is, who he is, is what uh, became my motivation when I dis discovered this person, I immediately know, I knew immediately that I had something special. So I guess I have to say that he is, yeah, the reason why the film exists, but he is also a main, uh, an important piece of the Vachon legacy, or I mean, or what they were at the time, because Mad Dog was the well-known wrestler across the world. And uh, their, their sister, uh, Viviane, was very, very well known as well. And then Paul. But Paul was not such a big star. He was in a way. But, uh, and that's what's interesting about him, I believe, is that he was a wrestler because he wanted to live the life of a, of a, of a wrestler. He wanted to travel. He wanted to see the world. Uh, he was a farm boy who didn't really have much to look up for. Uh, he didn't know what he was going to do with his life. That became something that threw him across the world and uh, had a big life with uh, because of wrestling. So it's a great story, I believe. Yeah, I agree with you. And it, and it does definitely transcend that idea of him solely being a wrestler too. Um, maybe to just give in a little bit further context about uh, the family and Paul himself is uh, just how big the Vachon brothers were in the world of wrestling in Quebec and even outside of Quebec. You know, how did you employ some of that archival footage, um, whether it be from, you know, their own personal stuff to uh, some of the stuff that was on television or the photography of some of those matches and the personal stuff? How important was that for you to give a little bit of context of who they were and that journey of being on the road continually like that? The film had to expose how big they were. I mean, 
it's not everybody who knows the Vachon. I, I knew, I knew Mad Dog, but I didn't know the other member of the family as a non wrestling fan. I would say like, not that I hated it or anything. It's just that I wasn't a fan. I, I was able to position myself as how I saw the, the audience I was aiming for. I was, I was aiming to reach an audience that was not wrestling, wrestling fans. So, um, diving into the archives was very important to us and it was a great amount of work for uh, Annick Charlebois who was our our co-script in the in the film but also uh, the, the 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 researcher I don't know how you say that in English but uh, she was looking for the archives everywhere so and and I had something in mind that was I wanted to get out of television archives I needed I, I was trying to find archives that were behind the scene or filmed with 16 millimeter cameras or, you know, something that was more uh, cinemat cinematography, that, where the cinematography was more interesting. So, and we were able to find that. So, so that's something that I'm very proud of. And it gives it, it put them into context in an era, in an era where wrestling was something so big for every, I mean, for, for the people in Quebec, but I mean, also, I believe in Canada, wrestling was almost like, like a, like a presto. Do you say that? Like something that to let off the steam. So people would go into arena and they would yell and they would scream and, and, and fight sometimes. And that was needed for them, I believe, because it was a time where, when they were, uh, people were working really hard and religion was really strong. And so wrestling was as big as hockey back, back then. So we had to put that into context, yeah. And I think what you intended to do and what the place that you were coming from is that you, you broke that conventional expectation that an audience might have about a sports documentary or at least one that was based on an athlete, much less a wrestling documentary. So tell us a little bit about how you wanted to break away from that and maybe make it something a little bit more unique and unto itself, as well as how you use the book to frame the narrative, uh, focusing on not only Paul, but his family. Yeah, well, first off, I have a, a sport background. I was an athlete myself in skiing, alpine skiing. And then I, because of that, I, that's how I started making movies. I was making ski movies and then I made uh, sport documentaries and stuff for television. And at that point, when I started this project or when I, when Valérie Bissonnette talked to me about this project, I was kind of over it. I mean, I, I, I needed something else. I wanted to, to go somewhere else uh, than just sports. As soon as I heard the word wrestling, I knew that there was something else that was possible because wrestling is something, it's not, it's not just sport. It's, it's a show. It's, it's, you know, it's, I mean, it's everything that I, I had nothing to do with, with in, during my whole life. So it was new to me and I approached it like a, like a human documentary because then I met Paul and then I, I realized where he was in his life. Uh, it was old we i didn't know how long he was going to live he's still alive now but back then i he had so many can so many health problems like many cancers and heart problems and everything and so it became 
just natural as soon as I took my camera and, and followed Paul, it was obvious that it was not going to be anything near what I had done before. I needed to really break away from that. Just myself and the subject was stronger, I believe, than just the facts, you know, they, they were, they won this, you know, comp, the, this wrestling match or they won this and that. I didn't want that. I didn't, I needed to, 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 to dive into the, the personal side of it. And they have a great story. I mean, it's sad at some points, very sad, but uh, it's a, it's, it's a life story filled with dramas and great moments. And so, and then, and then the book, you asked me about the book and, and the book came later pro in the process because uh, I was in the editing room and I was working with Anik Charlebois trying to put together those pieces of the puzzle that I had and, and, and I had shot many hours and I knew I had blocks, you know, I knew I had this block. We went to Las Vegas and we talked about their, uh, Paul's daughter. And when she died, so I knew this was there. And so I had blocks like that and I didn't, I hadn't find, I hadn't found a way to connect all those blocks together. One night I wasn't, I wasn't sleeping. I was thinking a lot about that. And, and the book, the idea of a book came to me. Uh, Paul had written three books by himself. And, and I started to think, well, okay, I need, a way to be able to jump from one, one subject to the other. So those would be chapters and that would open windows and doors for me. And then also needed somebody to help Paul tell his story because Paul is a bit old, quite old. And um, sometimes I needed to take control of that story to make it, you know, to make that story more clear or you know, in less words, say that in less words or for different reason, I needed a voiceover, like someone who would tell that story. And I didn't want somebody to tell the Vachon story. I, wa I wanted to keep Paul telling his story. So that's how the book worked out in my mind, because I said, well, someone can read Paul's words. And that will be just like if Paul was reading his own story. So that's how it all came together. And also the book uh, enabled me to, uh, to give that tale impression or feel with the drawings, pages that have, you know, like a texture and, you know, all that, that I work really hard for. So uh, it all came together and, uh, and I was, I'm still proud of how it's uh it came out the film is interesting because you know there's that term in wrestling about kayfabe of you know maintaining character and that person that you are in the ring sometimes that used to be so closely guarded is like you could never be that person outside of the ring and that's what i think is great about this film is because it, it breaks down a lot of those barriers and not only tells us maybe about somebody we haven't seen before but about an era that is seemingly bygone when the, the sport itself 
uh, is so much different now. And, and just even the title of the film, Mad Dog and the Butcher, The Last Villains. And when you watch it, it is the story about an incredibly sweet man who is just trying to maybe heal some of the mistakes of his life. One of those things happens to be somebody that lives in Alberta. Can you tell us a little bit about that connection that this film has to Alberta and the journey that Paul makes here? Alberta was uh, that trip I made with Paul and, and, his, and his wife, B. Uh, they were going to a family, family re reunion and they called me and said, do you want to come? And I said, yeah, of course. So they said, okay, well, uh, you can fly over. We'll, we're driving, so you can fly and uh, come over. We'll take care of you and you'll meet Paul's uh, son. So I was like, okay, perfect. And I got there. I immediately felt there was something special between Paul and his son. It's not that it was, um, it's, it was kind of a tension. And I knew that, and I realized, and I was told by, by the, the other members of the family that it was, it was quite intense because Andre, is, uh, Paul's son, didn't really have the chance to have to see his, his dad at all. You know, he was always... He was gone all the time for wrestling. He was an absentee dad, the way he says it. This moment in Alberta is actually the moment I knew that I, I, I had the footage and the content that I was aiming for at the very, big, at the very beginning of this project. And, and that means going further than just the facts and the wrestling stories. You know, it was much deeper than that. So Alberta is to me the strongest uh, moment of the film. That's not for me to judge, but that's my impression of, uh, of, of this part of the film. It's, it's probably my favorite part of the film. It was hard to film. Andre is, uh, I'm saying it again, but Paul's son, Andre was, uh, didn't want to be on camera at first. So we had to slowly I had to slowly work my way there. And, and, and at the very last day, he said, well, I know you want to interview me. I know you want to talk to me. I didn't want to, but now I will do it. Let's go. So he gave me an interview and I gave me some moments with Paul. And he allowed me to shoot some moments. And I mean, it was more than I was hoping for. And I think you're right. I mean, as an audience member who clearly is not as close to it as, as you have been, uh, it is... The, that kind of moment that you really remember, like the context of their career, the excitement around it, um, the incredible personalities, the crazy stories, like the eyeball on the poster. Uh, <laughs> the thing that you kind of leave the film remembering is the humanity of it. Uh, and that's a testament to what you've done with this film, Mad Dog and The Butcher, The Last Villains. Thank you. Thomas Runfret has been our guest, director, cinematographer, editor of the film we just mentioned, Mad Dog and the Butcher, The Last Villains. It's playing as part of Northwest Fest from Thursday, May 6th to uh, Sunday, May 16th. You can stream it as well as all the other features that are part of Northwest Fest at their website, northwestfest.ca. Thomas, thanks again for your time. We really appreciate it. And thank you so much for the film. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.